Welcome to episode 345 of Hit the Mic with V, Stacey Harris. As important as creating quality content is, and it's massively, hugely, amazingly, foundationally important, so is curating content. And unfortunately, a lot of the conversations I've been having uh, on coaching calls and with clients and at speaking engagements and through email, there's really a disconnect in understanding why other people's content or OPC is so important. And even more so than that, how does it make sense in your strategy to be driving traffic to somebody else? So that's exactly what we're going to talk about in this episode because OPC or other people's content is hugely valuable, hugely important, uh, and can still do a lot for your brand because you're still a resource, even if what the value they're connecting them with is not your own because people still attach you to having gained that knowledge or that insight. And oftentimes you can share content that supports your message or supports your customers or clients or community in a way that you don't answer questions that you don't answer, uh, without having to actually answer it because you share other people's content that answers those questions. So I want to talk about how I curate content uh, so that we can we can clear up some of this confusion. Sound good? Uh, number one, the tools of the trade. I use Feedly, F-E-E-D-L-Y, Feedly. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how many of you remember uh, Google Reader back in the day. Uh, I came to, Google, to Feedly after Google Reader shut down, um, which was devastating to me, by the way. I was very upset. Uh, I did persevere though. I found a way to struggle through. Uh, and I actually really, really enjoy Feedly. I use the free level. I have tested the paid level and I just didn't use any of the features. Uh, so I use the free level. Um, another really great option is Pocket. It's one that I have checked out and that I have clients who they really love it. I've never moved away from Feedly because, well, I like Feedly. It's, it's, it's a user preference situation. Uh, and then whatever scheduling tool you use uh, will be the other tool of the trade. So I use eClincher. Uh, and then when I schedule Facebook content, I schedule it right on Facebook. So that's literally all you need to curate content. Uh, and then you it's a matter of finding sources you want to share content from. So one of the ways I do that is tapping my own customer base and network. Uh, there are a lot of people in my community and in my network who create killer content that I love to share. Uh, I like to share content for my mentors. And yes, I'm always looking for new content. And that's why um, occasionally allowing yourself limited scroll time on social can be really helpful. Uh, I'll check targeted hashtags or scroll through what people are sharing on Facebook. And selfishly, part of the reason I want you guys to be better at curating content is so that I'm finding new places to learn from and share from because... You guys are, in some cases, who I'm following, who I'm paying attention to, who I'm listening to, uh, because that's the purpose of this community is to grow together. So um, 
that really, it really is, it's really, really simple when it comes to tools of the trade. Uh, some, some place to manage all of the places you want to curate from so that you're not having to search the, you know, dark corners of the internet to try and find something worth sharing. Cause generally speaking, the dark corners of the internet do not have the best content. Um, well, I guess it depends on what you're looking for, right? Uh, so, uh, yeah, Feedly to manage that scheduling tool to actually schedule it out. Uh, and then some sources. So tap your network, tap your community, tap your client base, uh, tap your mentors. Uh, obviously depending on who your audience is, there's also large publications in every industry that you can follow. For example, you'll see, I share a lot of stuff from Inc and entrepreneur and Forbes and things like that, because well, they consistently create really quality content uh, and it speaks directly to things that my audience already has an interest in, right? That's important. Number two, how do you manage your time on this? How long is this going to take uh, and how often should you be sharing it? Well, it's going to take longer at the beginning than it takes further down because you're going to be curating sources as well as individual content. Uh I find when my content well has kind of uh, dried up or I'm just not feeling the the diversity of the content that I once was, it's just it's just kind of it's kind of died died down for me a little bit. Um, it always takes longer when I'm looking for new sources and sharing from new new places. Um, so allow for that. Uh, with that said, it really doesn't take terribly terribly long. It takes me about an hour and a half a week. Uh, to curate content. And that is because I actually, you know, read the stuff I, I share uh, and pay attention to it. And we'll talk more about that in just a second. But because of that, it's going to take a little bit longer. And I challenge you to look at how much time you're already spending consuming content. Uh, because when you're consuming that content, you're just consuming for the sake of consumption. Uh, and that is generally a time waster. Whereas when I'm consuming for the purpose of curation and sharing and uh, feeding my own sort of social media machine, it's not a time waster. It's value because not only am I paying closer attention to it, a different part of my brain is firing um, because I'm actively looking for the value in each piece. Um, but also I'm then sharing that with you guys and and filling that content machine and, and things like that. So that really kind of changes the perspective, but my guess is you're probably already spending a fair amount of time consuming content. Now find content you can consume and share. So curate it instead of just consume it. Uh, with that said, I try and keep my content curation. Uh, there's no exact science. I, I don't want it to be absolutely everything I share. You know, if you uh, let's just use Facebook as an example for the sake of keeping the numbers really simple, you'll notice one or two pieces of content that go out a day are a curated piece of content. Uh, at least one piece of content is from me. Often two pieces of content per day are from me, either in the form of a promo and a piece of content or uh, in a Facebook Live in a past episode or whatever the formula is that day. Uh, but at least one piece of content every day, usually two pieces of content, are the curated pieces. So you'll find your own sort of sweet spot as far as how often and, and how much you definitely don't want it to overrun your content, but you do want it to be there as a support piece to your content. 
The third thing I want to touch on as we wrap this up, I want to keep today's pretty brief, um, is to make sure that this content has value for you and your audience by adding your perspective. And this is where we go back to the idea that I actually read and consume the content I share with you guys. And that's because I want to be able to add value. I want to say, hey, if you only pay attention to one of the three points here, pay attention to this, or this is why I really like this, or in some cases, hey, this is why I disagree with this. That's cool too, because you're sharing your value and potentially starting a really powerful conversation uh, with your community. So I always add my two cents. I'll ask a question. I'll give them a point of engagement. I want these pieces of content to be a conversation starter whenever possible. Uh, That's not always super possible. I get a lot more reactions than I get comments when I usually curate content. I'll be totally honest with you. Um, However, with that said, I do find that I get a lot of feedback that they actually want to pay attention to the content I'm sharing because they know there's going to be uh, one thing they can zoom in on or one thing that they can take action on. Uh, It's not just here's the title of the post that I'm sharing and the link. So add your two cents, add your value, because that's how we're really making other people's content work for us. You know, tying in a piece to something you offer or tying in a piece to a piece of content you created or one of the, you know, we all have those things that our audience are like, yes, we know you say that all the time, except they're, they like it because it's just a well-branded message, right? I can go with that. So these things that support these pieces of curated content that support those messages that support those things can be really powerful, but only if you draw the connection for people, honestly. Uh, so make sure you're tying that in. Uh, oftentimes I'll share social media content. I'll be like, yes, I say this all the time. And then I'll sort of reiterate the message and share the piece of content because again, they're still attaching that value to me then. Uh, so again, we're still building credibility. We're still building relationships, guess what, guys? I didn't have to create it. And that's cool too. Uh, so that's it. That's that's kind of how I curate content, how I go through the process, what it looks like, and why it's important. So make sure you are also curating content. Remember, if you have questions about this, the best, best, best place to ask is inside the private community and backstage. I know if you listen to the show, you understand how valuable backstage is. Uh, as the next step for this show, this show upgraded. Uh, so you're obviously already a member. If you're not, come join us at hitthemikebackstage.com because that is the best place to have the conversation after the show. Uh, get the additional information you need, uh, any additional support trainings you need. All of that lives inside the VIP, or I'm sorry, inside the backstage community. So come on over to hitthemikebackstage.com and I will see you backstage and of course right here next Tuesday. Have a great week.